Blog Talk Radio. Hello and welcome to the 90th episode of Journey into Passion with the NKS on Everyday Folks Radio. It is December 11th, 2021 at 3 p.m., and I am your host, Anike S. Madison. We have reached the 10-show countdown to show number 100, and I am excited to say that it will actually air on May 14th, which is the sixth anniversary of the show. So I'll be celebrating 100 shows and the sixth year of the show, and I'm really excited about that. I have some fun things planned, so make sure that you stay tuned and don't miss it. Today, I will be chatting with the Fright Guys and my fellow Everyday Folks colleagues, the creator of Everyday Folks Radio and Books, published author, educator, host of BJ Speaks, and co-host of Fright Guys, Dr. Billy Jones, along with artist, poet, co-host of the Fright Guys, published author and educator, Nadine Tabish. We would love for you to join us in this conversation, sharing your own life lessons, and make sure that you ask those questions. I always like to think that this show offers a lot to people trying to make sure that they know what to do on their journeys and know how the process looks like and understand the process. And so I'm really excited to have these two special guests because they have been through it, they have realized their dreams, and they're going to be able to share a lot with us today. So don't forget to keep up with Everyday Folks programming right here on blogtalkradio.com slash everydayfolksradio and come back on December 18th at 3 p.m. Eastern Standard Time for the last Journey into Passion podcast for this year. We're going to be getting prepped for 2022. You know we do that every year. We've got to get prepped for the new year, and so we're going to be doing that next show. And make sure that you also tune in on December the 20th at 3 p.m. Eastern Standard Time because I am going to be doing the last JIP Inspiration Moment. So, all right, we have Billy and Nadine here with us, and I am going to make an adjustment here because I have the wrong information up here, and we are going to bring on the guys. Billy, Nadim, are you with me? We're here. We're here. Yes. yes. Thank you so much for joining me today. Billy, welcome back. And Nadim, welcome for the first time. I'm really glad that you are here. And uh, let's get started because we have a lot to cover. And, um, of course, I have introduced you. You have a lot of great things in your bio. But one of the things that I, I think is so important is for people to really know who a person is, not just what's in their bio. So I want to do that. So, Nadine, in addition to all of the amazing things that you're doing, tell us about Nadine. Well, first, first I want to thank you for having, uh, having, having us and us having me on this show. show. Thank you thank so you much. So I'm, much. Honored. I'm honored. I'm honored I'm to be honored part, to be part of this journey with you today. today. So I, so I, I, I truly appreciate, appreciate it. it. Um, um, who is Nadine? That's a great, great question. I think we have an echo. Do we? Oh, we have an oh, echo. Have an echo? Oh. Yeah. Sorry, sorry. How we that? That. Well, let me see if I can do something. Keep talking. I just want. How's the feedback? Is still an echo? Okay. Say again. One more time. Can you? Do you still hear an echo? It's a little bit of an echo. Yeah. Let's see. Go ahead and go far away. There we go. 
All right, how's that? Um, yeah, that's better. <laughs> that's All right. better. Okay, no, I'm you so sorry. All right, so well, I was saying thank you so much for having me on the show, and I really appreciate being on this journey with you today. Um, you know, it, it's, hard. it's hard how you define when somebody asks you, it's hard how you define yourself. You know, you say you're an artist and writer, and those are just things that you do. Uh, who I am as a person, I am a, a loving husband, I'm an educator, and I like to think of myself as a as somebody who's always there for my friends. So really, that's who Nadim is. Nadim is the, to me, Nadim is hopefully the reliable guy that you can count on when you need someone and just a constant in people's lives. So I guess that's, that's more or less in a nutshell how that, I would sum up Nadim. That's great. That's great. And, Billy, you know, I know that my, my listeners know you, but for those new listeners, tell us about Billy. Billy is hardworking, overworking, <laughs> also <laughs> aspiring. I, I have a, a mantra for 2022. You ready for it? It is a year yeah. of new intentions. And mm-hmm. I say that because, so much we we plan and we we put out and script our lives so much, but I really want to be intentional in the next year and some of the goals and some of the aspirations that I have, and it, it re, and regardless of what aspects those hold, whether it be for school work, um, the podcast obviously or, or writing, I just want a year of new intentions, and I'm continuously on a quest for peace and tranquility in my life. As I mature in life and accept the things I cannot control that may come. I love that. I love that. Intention. You know, I love that. And that's a, that's a wonderful thing. As we get older, we start to, to change and evolve. And I love that. And for those new listeners, um, just getting to know me, um, I am a creative, like, just like my colleagues, I am a creative. I am someone who... Um, love to inspire and encourage, and the reason why I created this show and named this show Journey to Passion with NKS is because I'm literally on a journey into realizing my passion, and I just wanted to create something to help others that are, are on those similar journeys because I'm literally on this journey with you, and um, I love to bring people on that are also inspirational and that can provide information that can help us, help us all. So that is a part of what we're doing here today. And I talked about this being 2020 life lessons and also what we learned this year. And so a lot of these questions I'm going to be asking today really relate to life lessons and helped me um, to really develop um, as, I, as, I grew, as I grew and learned that the mistakes that I made, I, I changed the word mistakes to just lessons. And so that's what this is about and I, I really encourage you to do the same because, you know, we make mistakes, but they're actually lessons at the end of the day if you really think about it. And so, of course, my, my colleagues are both wonderful artists, and they're writers, and they're gifted people and creatives. And so what I want to do is I want to try to go back to the beginning. And, Nadine, when you first discovered that you were an artist, that you can actually do this, you can actually draw, you can actually paint. What did that moment look like? Like walk me through that process of what that looked like and how you, how you actually got started. So when I was a, a child, I always enjoyed art. I always enjoyed doodling and drawing and things like that. And in high school, I took art every year that I was in high school just because I enjoyed it so much. And, uh, you know, I kind of, after high school, you know, get busy with college and, and life happens, I kind of abandoned um, artistry for a while uh, just because my focus was on other things. And uh, I want to say about, hmm, at this point, has to be about 14 years ago or so, I decided that I'd like to paint something. So I just painted something, and I did it for me more as a stress reliever, that sort of thing. And at some point, I, I saw that I was accumulating these various type, these various paintings. I said, well, you know, my, I, I don't have space for this. I'm going to have to get rid of it. So I said, you know what? How about if I sell it? I mean, there's something out there for everybody. There's varying tastes. 
my art is different and maybe I'll start doing that. And so I did. I started going to little fairs, little art fairs. And, you know, sometimes I'd be there two or three days and not even sell a single thing while people all around me were selling things. And, you know, at times it, it was very discouraging, but then I, I realized that it, I could kind of create my own market and sell online. And, you know, I waited a while and I sold one piece and then it was followed by another and then followed by another and so on and so forth. Uh, but every time uh, there, I was discouraged, you know, maybe a painting wouldn't sell or whatever the case is, uh, then I'd get motivated when something did sell. And so at first, I, I was doing this as, a, as a, a stress reliever, and then other people, I guess the art spoke to other people. And that was a process that was kind of a – it's growing pains when you're starting any business or any new venture or any new journey – you always have these growing pains uh, of is there anybody that's appreciating other than myself what I am doing? And I guess just being constant at it paid off um, through time. I now, you know, I sell all my artwork online. It, I still do it as a stress reliever. I still do it because I enjoy it. But now there's that business component that goes along with it. So it was a long journey to get here. But now I'm in a point where I look at the other side and I say, yeah, that was that was a struggle at first, but it's most certainly like many things in life stayed off. That's awesome. And I love the fact that, you know, because it's true, at the beginning, it just doesn't work out. But you stuck to it. Right. And that's one of the most important things that I always like to bring up on the show is that sometimes it doesn't look the way you thought. It just, it just doesn't work Correct. out. It, yep. it doesn't yeah, that's happen. And I love the fact that you said, you know what, <laughs> I, I got this. I can still do this. So I love that. And so, Billy, same question. The part for me that when I realized this was what I like to do, it actually started in fifth grade. I was given a, an award or certificate for creative writing uh, for a contest that I had entered at my elementary school. And I knew because I was in spelling bees and things of that nature, I knew that at a very young age that I liked to write. So it really launched or, or went forward once I arrived in middle school when I started taking journalism classes. So I took journalism all my years in middle school and all my years in high school and, and, and enjoyed it. And, and funny enough, getting in these leadership roles as well for managing it. So I share that only because not to give myself accolades, but I I began to realize I really liked it, that maybe I would do a career in this stuff. I thought, and, I, and at that point, I had determined I'm going to do broadcast journalism or print journalism, one or the two. And so then years move forward, you start to recognize what you really want and what you feel is of value in it. But I was always writing, and I was always entering little contests here and there, joining groups or organizations that would help you know, channel it. I was writing for my college newspaper in college, I was also doing the um, radio station in college as well, both from a, as a DJ and as well as a general manager. So I was in all these aspects of communication, communication, creative, creative, creative. And, and then after I finished with my master's degree, I finally thought at least I had the time to at least write something that would be of value to put into a book. And so that's <laughs> when, you know, Everyday Folk started in 2004. And, that's where it kicked off. And I started re realizing, wait, I really like this. And I realized that I really like short story fiction. Mm -hmm. So I realized that was my aesthetic. I, I've, I've attempted a novel, but I really like short stories. And I really like poetry. And just like Nadim, he, he published a poetry book. He's really good at poetry. You just know you're, you're sick, right? You know what you're good at or at least you're comfortable with. And I just continued to develop that. And reading others like myself who were in that, in that, that, that scope of creative, and it worked. And it's continuing to progress, and I'm continuing to push myself to new envelopes. But the, the beauty here is that even once you continue to write this stuff, you still need to be in a community of other creatives. Hence, the three of us are together here in Everyday Folks, the organizations that we all have been a part of collectively, et cetera, just to get that, in, that encouragement and learn new things. So I knew very young I liked to write. I was an avid reader. My mother bought me all those troll books in elementary school as well. So I was always reading. And to this day, I find a book. I'll text one of you that book, usually. 
I see a book, I'm like, oh, look at this, or one of your books, so I'm recommending to someone. Like, it's always, I just love books. I love ideas, and I love conveying them. I love interpreting them. It's, it's, it's unique, and it's, it's, it's a special, it's a, some, a special gift for me. Yeah, I love that. I love that. And, and that's, see, this is, one, this is one of the reasons why I love having you guys on the show is because, you know, creatives are just amazing people, and they're inspiring people. And I'm, I'm really hoping that people are really getting something from what you're saying, you know, the, the tenacity, the, 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 the discovery, and taking that discovery and making something of it, not just saying, oh, you know what, I can write. Maybe one day I'll do it. You actually did it. You actually drew. You actually painted. You actually wrote a book. You actually published a book. You actually wrote the poetry. And so that's, that's something that's really, really inspirational. And, and as far as... I, I'm like you. I, I was creative. Um, actually, when I started to be able to think, I think it was like five, four or five years old. I remember creating stories. I had this had this sheet that I used to that had a lot of animals on it, and I used to create stories with animals. My, my mom thought I was sleeping. I was actually creating stories, <laughs> and so and I was always doing that. And um, so I, I know about just knowing knowing that from a very very early age. I didn't do anything with mine until I was an adult, but uh, just knowing that part of yourself and never letting it go and, and keeping on to that dream is, is really important, and I'm glad that we all did that. And so um, speaking of the poem, Nadine, talk to us about Songs of Honor. Ah, Songs of Honor. So um, I don't even remember how many years ago this was. I and I just wrote a couple of pieces, and so I wanted to get I didn't have a collection of poems yet. And so, um, with the... Uh, Uh-oh, are we losing you? They you kind of going in and out. I'm sorry, can you hear me? Okay, that's better, yes. Yeah, okay. So um, the, uh, the anthology series was published every year. Songs of Honor was one of them. So my first published poem was in the anthology series, and then my second poem was published in the, the following year in the other anthology series. And then I said, okay, well, at this point, I need to start building and writing my own collection. I've already had two independently published on hardcover. Now I wanted to have something of my own. But I drew a lot of inspiration from things I experienced uh, in life, and I wanted to give it a whimsical feel. And even in my art, I, I express a whimsical feel on things as well. And so I, I draw a lot of inspiration from Shel Silverstein, one of my favorite authors. And so I said, you know, Shel Silverstein was a trendsetter in his time. Um, I could be a trendsetter in mine. And so what I wanted to do was I wanted to create poems that would equally for adult and for children, that they could read it, find it amusing, find it um, easy to understand, and still have one of those little practical jabs at life. And so from there, then I published my own uh, book of, of poems called Pushing Down Daisies. Awesome. Awesome. I love that. And speaking of somebody who's doing your own thing, one of the things that I liked about you is that you're, you don't do the same artwork. It's all no, everything is just making it unique. And when did you when did you make that um, determination and and why? I'm just curious. So okay, one of my pet peeves is that if, you know people who purchase um, a painting or a reproduction rather in one of these large box stores and they put it up in their home. And I just felt that a lot of artists out there can create one lithograph one poster so on and so forth and then market it to in the thousands and i feel that the the individuality of the art loses itself so i said to myself when i create a piece of art no two pieces are going to be the same and every piece has to be original that's not to say that i haven't created uh in the past when i did abstract work there were some posters created of my abstract work but the pieces that I sell that are original 
They do not get reproduced. They are one of a kind because I feel that it's, when somebody's purchasing a creative work, it should be individual. So I, I did that, and I still do that to, to this day, uh, because I feel that if you're purchasing art, it needs to be individual. It shouldn't be something that is mass-produced. So every piece I create is literally a one-of-a-kind piece because I will only create it once. That's awesome. That is awesome. And how can people get artwork from you? Um, so they can always go to my website, which is artbynst.com. Uh, they could follow me on Instagram, and I have works, uh, pieces available there, and they could DM me. My Instagram is ntabsh, so N-T-A-B-S-C-H. And then also, if you go to eBay, believe it or not, and simply type in my last name, you'll see a ton of my pieces on eBay as well. Oh, that's awesome. That's awesome. And so, Billy, the the whole everyday folks, you have made it a whole thing. You have the book series and, that you, and you have this platform that you were very kind enough to invite me on. And um, I just, I love the whole idea that you had. And, you know, like I always say, we have one of those instant friendships. It was so easy to, to start a friendship with you. And then you really, I credit you. I credit you, Capri, Cindy, my mom, Shay, and um, I credit you guys because within the last five years, I have done things that I would normally never have done. I, I, know, I was fearful of doing it, and your encouragement has really helped me because you, you were actually the part of the beginning of a lot of things. My, my first speech, my, my, my first radio show, my first interview, you were, you were like the, the, the part that I will always remember. Billy was there <laughs> throughout all the <laughs> beginning. And so and it's very exciting. And so what I want people to know is the, a little background about the fact that the Everyday Folks platform and, and just kind of give us more information about that. Sure. Everyday Folks, as a, as a brand, Everyday Folks is the name of the book series and the podcast of which everyone is listening. From the book... I write short stories about people who live in South Florida and go through everyday stuff. They're all short story fiction works. Uh, they are based, honestly, on some true events. People have told me some stuff. And if you tell me your stuff, folks, you know what's going to happen. I'll probably write about it. <laughs> but I wanted to really chronicle the unique aspects and, and stories of folks who don't get a chance and who may not always be on the covers of magazines who may or may not make it to the news. And if they make it to the news, may or may not be good. People go through everyday stuff. And so I wanted to relate to the common people, right? And then as a result of that, it's, it's erupted into two works. There's a third on the way. But the other part was about almost six years ago, dear friends here, my Fried Talk brother and fellow JIP, host Namike, you know, almost six years ago, we sat, we all got together within that time to create three incredible series that are very, that are endearing to people in unique ways. This episode, this series, I thought you were such a great addition. I remember our, our, our breakfast at Diddy's five years ago when we sat, we talked, we, we, we just shared so many ideas. We set plans. We had intentions then that we now have brought to fruition. Congratulations. So kudos to you, you know, and then in that time as well, I've always loved horror and my fascination with it. And then comes my brother, Nadine Tabs, who actually came on the show, Nadine, you remember this, a while ago as a, an author for your poetry book. And, yes, yes. and, and now it's, it's like, here we are today with over almost 30, what, 30 episodes of, of Fright Talk. I bring all that up because that's what Everyday Folks does. It brings these extraordinary, talented people everyday individuals to a, an electronic forum to showcase and demonstrate who they are. And the topics are, I feel, are fun. And, and it's just something for everyone. So no one's left out in everyday folks. And that's really why it was created and where I'd like to continue to push it. Uh, no matter where it may go and what it may evolve in, it needs to keep to that premise, the everyday people. Absolutely. I, I absolutely love that. And so the the idea the the fright talk I know you guys like horror and so I'm noticing that you you really go into like the background of of events and and all and all these kinds of things that are going on in, in the world of horror and, you, and certain real events 
in certain made-up events, you know, you guys kind of go into the background of it and kind of delve into the storylines. And so what, what made you start doing this and what, what, do you, what do you look for in, in these, when you actually do these podcasts? And either oh, that's you- a, oh, I, I, I want to start with Nadine on that one because it's, that, it's, a, it's <laughs> our, Nadine, the magic that we have, I don't, it's hard to illustrate in words. It just happens. So I defer to my brother. <laughs> well, well, let me start by saying that Fright Talk is the brainchild of Billy. This is this is this was his idea. This was his creation, and uh, you know we 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 did the ride together as, as part of one of the shows of the network. But it, I I want to give Billy credit here because it really is his brainchild. He had mentioned that he wanted to do the way it started with. He had mentioned he wanted to do a special everyday folks episode for Halloween. But he enjoys horror so much the way I do and the macabre that he was like, you know what? I, I would like to do a show more frequently than that, solely dedicated to all things horror. And I said, well, I'm on board because I have a gothic heart, so I'm all for it. Um, it so a lot of times we'll discuss, and we usually have planned months in advance, the topics that we want to do. Uh, we also see, based on what the audience wants. Many times the audience will reach out to us through social media or our listeners will reach out to us to us through email and they'll ask us, when are you going to do a show about this? When are you going to do a show about that? And we want to give the listeners what they want, so we'll try to schedule it. And then, you know, there's a lot of real events that have taken place and Billy and I have been privy to some um, special uh, tours where other people are not invited to sort of thing. Uh, because of the the horror genre. And so it really is, uh, we really just do kind of, we, we take what the listeners want to hear and our own ideas and kind of just mesh them together. Okay. Okay. Now, I'm not into the horror genre, but I understand, as a, you know, as I'm always looking as a storyteller, you know, because all of us are storytellers and just getting into right. the, the, the various types of stories and, and and the kind of, I think I think all of us kind of get into the meat <laughs> and meat potatoes of the stories, and so um, just for anybody who who hasn't hasn't tuned in, what can they expect as far as the meat and the potatoes of these different kinds of stories that you guys talk about? Fair mm, question. I defer to Billy on this one. <laughs> you know, <laughs> listen. Uh, you know, I see you see what he did, right? See, this is what we always do to each other. We always toss it back, right? I will share, you know, before I answer, I'll answer your question. I want to add a comment at the end, and that is we expect, like Nadim said, all things horrifying and suspenseful, not just the scary movies, folks. We talk about things that have happened in real life. We've had great shows. In fact, a little plug for our show coming up on the 16th or 17th, right, Nadim? And we're going to be doing a year-end review of our, our own series. We've had 22 amazing episodes this past year that covered everything from serial killers to mythical figures and beasts or legends. We've been all over the world and of course celebrating or giving tribute to the history of Halloween. And so what people can expect is a space where it's just not us throwing our, 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 our opinions on ideas. We're actually bringing an intellectual thought to some of the things that are going on to help understand or interpret the phenomena as they occur. And I think that's the part that, and I'm sharing that from what others have said and what listeners are telling us, my colleagues who listen, they, they, are, they appreciate us because it's not just us giving fluff and you're listening just for some heavily opinionated thoughts. We're really giving some unique ideas and perspectives or viewpoints related to the topic. So expect, yes, everything horrific is suspenseful, but also expect an intellectual dialogue that is meaningful and practical for all audiences. Okay. And the comment I wanted to make to Dean, which was, uh, uh, Nikkei, which was related to Nadine, and I appreciate the love, Nadim, but I do this a lot. Of, I can't do this alone without either of you. You know, Nadim, the the idea generating that he produces for some of our shows, things happen throughout the year, and he's so freaking creative to make that possible. We're able to pivot because of Nadim. He's very good at bringing in guest speakers or ideas or points, and we 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 plan ahead. We we try to project the entire year, which we we're working on now. 
But we're okay to pivot because our audience wants that. And what he said is true. Listen to the audience. So I thank him so much for just bringing that creative interest in sharp terms and a, and a younger audience. A lot of our younger listeners is because of his influence from his professional um, status and the connections he has in that atmosphere. So there is a lot of, we, we all bring something here to the everyday folks family that means something, but I guess for Fright Talk, it's evolved in something so much more that we're now reimagining stuff, right? Nadim, all kind of stuff are going yeah. on now that we'll yeah. be talking about in the next episode, but there are so many cool possibilities and that's awesome. Okay. All right. And see, and this, and I'm not sure if people are kind of getting this, but the the common theme is just using your creativity, using things that you love. You know, this is one of this is one of the things that I want people to really kind of understand when they're trying to figure out what their journey is and where they want to go, is that all of us we have decided that this is what we love to do. This is where we're creative. We know who we are. We know what we love. And we're creating these opportunities to share what we love and to do what we love. And so you have to kind of create those, create those opportunities and think about how you can do it and wh- what your space is. You know, we've chosen podcasting. We've chosen books. We've chosen a lot of different things. But where do you fit? And so that's, I, I'm hoping that you're kind of getting that as you're, as you're listening to us um, talk about our various things. And, of, of course, I'm hoping that, you know, you also gaining some interest in making sure that you keep tuning in to all of our shows. So life lessons, let's get into it. When I think about life lessons, of course, I think about learning from mistakes. That's the big thing, right? You learn from mistakes. And I have, I have a lot of life lessons. <laughs> I'm going to say, I'm not going to say I have a lot of mistakes. I have a lot of life lessons, a whole list. I can't even, <laughs> I can't even get into it. But one of the biggest was the fear, the paralyzing fear, literally paralyzing and not being able to move forward. And I am glad that I have finally gotten past that one. That particular lesson, just knowing who I am and knowing what I can do, knowing what I can bring, and and just forgetting about all the things that could go wrong, because they go wrong, but a lot of things can go right. And so I'm so glad that I finally got, got past that and have really opened myself up to other opportunities. And I stopped looking at it as time wasted or years wasted. I just looked at it as the time is now. I'm in my right time as opposed to maybe having it done early. So I encourage anybody who is maybe a little older or maybe they've been thinking about something for a long time, the time is right when you are really ready and you're really ready to put aside the fear and put your passion in the driver's seat. So, Billy, what will you think when you think about your life lesson and the, the one that you're so glad you got? What would that be? Oh, that's a really good question. The one thing I had to get over was I'm in competition. Let me say this first. I'm in competition with me, me, all the time. I want to be a better me, a, a growing me in another way than I saw me the day before, right? But I had to get over the fear of failure. I think that was a big concern for me because there were these ostracizing realities that were that I created, by the way, that I couldn't do certain things or that I wasn't good enough to compete in other communities. And that transcends all things from cultures, identities, and things like that. Just fearing failure and knowing how to turn that fuel, to use that as fueling your engine to move forward. I think that was important. And the moment you can't, instead of saying I can't, you know, say, uh, in fact, I won't even say I can as the result was I will. <laughs> I will and I, I, I will do. And it worked. And having that, you know, having a positive self-image and a positive mindset, a growth mindset to really recognize that whatever you put your mind to, you can do. And you can be your own worst enemy. And that's okay as long as you don't let the enemy win. you got to put in the work make it happen, and stay focused. It's really that simple yet complex. And so I found that the more I talked to myself and surrounded myself, not only in that, but the good energy that helps support that, it worked. And I continue to do that to this day as I mature. I recognize I don't have the same energy like I did before, but I do have the same zest for life in creating. 
And I think that's important. And as long as I breathe, I want to be able to contribute that and share it with the world. And I want to be able to make that life. And it's not even about leaving a legacy. It's really, for me, it's just making a contribution and creating a, a space in the canon that really appreciates creation in all regards. And so for me, getting over that failure was so, so paramount and recognizing that I could make it work. Yeah. Oh, I love that. That's, that's a big one. A lot of people, I know, I know a lot of people, a lot of myself included, have that big old fear failure. What if it doesn't work out? What if it doesn't work out? But pushing, pushing through it and calming the fear, I, I love that. That works. Nadine, what about you? Well, you know, Nike, I I learned a long time ago that you take nothing for granted. Um, I think 2020 blindsided a lot of people in many different ways. I think that people who perhaps were not as grateful for some of the things that they had before were most certainly grateful for them after 2020. And uh, with the rough year that, that it was for everybody, globally. And uh, I've learned to take nothing for granted. Every time... I do something that I feel if I sell a painting and it brings me joy, I also hope that I hope it's reciprocated and brings somebody else joy as well. So, you know, the lessons that I've learned is, and it, it attributes to the, the title of your show, Journey. You know, destinations are typically final, journeys are not. Journeys are, are as you stated, they're, they're ongoing. It's part of the process. And I believe that People should always be on their own journey. You know, the, I, I've learned that I don't subscribe to the idea that you're too old to learn something new, that you're too old to venture into something. Um, I, I don't subscribe to that idea because I think as you're still, your journey and everybody's journey is just part of the, the life process. And I, I feel that the, the lesson that I already knew but kind of was just reaffirmed for me is, you know, you don't take things, you don't take people, and you don't take opportunities for granted. So for that reason, you got to take advantage of those, those times when you want to be creative, when you want to put yourself out there, even though the fear of rejection can be very, very real, um, there's always going to be negative space in this world. But if you're in your own positive space, you could always push forward and hopefully continue on the journey that you want to, to get to the goal that you'd like mm-hmm. to reach. Oh man. Woo. I love you. Oh, I love both of your answers. That is so, so awesome. And you're right. You, we cannot take things for granted. It's, and it, it, it yeah, it, this, this past couple of years, we really got that shake up in that area. Yeah. And, um, and on the other side of that, as creative, one of the, one of the lessons that I, I, I took away from this, just this past couple of years is that um, not to be too focused and, and, and not to take the relationships that I have in my life, family and friends, because, you know, we all know how this goes. We can get so focused <laughs> that we forget that there's a whole other life out there outside of our little world, that we're, of, our, of our creative world. And so it's, it just goes both ways. It's just making sure that we are nurturing our relationships and nurturing our goals and, and making sure that we're continuing on our journeys and, and – uh, it's all, fan- it's all fantastic. Um, a lesson that you're still learning, one of those things that you just, you, you, you keep trying and it, mm, it doesn't work out. <laughs> Do either one of you have one of those lessons that you are still learning? I am. I do. One of them is managing your time and not realizing not everything can be done in a day and, and heck, it may not be done in a week, or it may take two or three, four months or a year, right? And I'm okay yeah. with that. I, I'm a taskmaster, you know, by trade, but I recognize as I'm mature, I can't do everything, and I don't want to do everything. I want to do the best I can with what I have at the moment, and that's all good. Mm-hmm. And so I've recognized that I need to do better and, and continue to grow better in understanding things will get done in their own time. From grading papers for students to writing that next manuscript or shooting this documentary, right? I have some very heavy items that are on the agenda, but they'll get done. And I have to see it through, but I also have to realize I have to live as well. Relax, chill, 
have some chill time. And I think that's so important for me now more than ever. And the pandemic definitely, like Nadine said, helped reinforce that. Yeah. I'm with you. My, my lesson is that, is that self-care. I'm, I got to get yeah. together on, I got to get it together on that self-care. <laughs> that's my long suffering lesson right there. <laughs> Nadine, what about you? Uh, okay. So for me, it's going to be two. So, okay, if I'm being perfectly honest, um, and I, I've tried to get better at this, but I need to learn not to stress the little things. And, you know, there's certain events in life that are stressful because there's big things and there's no avoiding that stress that comes with it. But the little things, sometimes I stress out over the little things that have a very easy, logical, or even reasonable solution. So I'd like to, I still struggle with not, stressing over the little things. And also, I need to be more patient with people. And when I say with people, I don't mean that the people I deal with or work with on a daily basis. I mean, I need to be more patient with people in traffic. You know, I need to be more patient with the cashier that has an attitude problem. I have to be more patient with people who I may come in contact throughout the day, but they they have no barrier in my life. But you know, I, it's always important to, to remember and to realize you never know what somebody else is going through. So those are the two things that I'd like to do is to, to stop stressing over the little things and to be more patient with people that, are, that I may just come across on a regular basis. Yeah, yeah. And I, <laughs> I know, especially in traffic, you, you know, that, that one is I'm tired. I want to go home. What is happening? That's right. <laughs> I know but that's you know, right. You know, that, you know, Anika, I have to share. Nadim is right. I'll give you both an example. Yesterday I got my booster, right? And mm-hmm. I was, and then I had a second drop off. You know how you, your errands on the way? It yeah. seemed like everything that would prohibit me from getting to stop two and three and then home was happening yesterday. <laughs> I was so irritated. My arm was hurting. Uh, you know, I was, and then I had to say for a moment, I said, wait, 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 Billy, calm down. You're here in this moment. It's a beautiful day. Why are you rushing to do what? To do what? And so I had right. to take pause and say, chill out. But I get it, especially when you live in very busy communities or, or cities like the ones we, we all have been in. But I also recognize it ain't the world, Billy, that's the problem. It may be you. So I'm checking myself for a minute because I'm wasting energy by just being up. You know what I mean? But I can't help it, especially you all know what I mean, because it, it automatically turns on the moment you turn on the ignition. And so it's it, – and you just it, – it, there's a lot could happen as well before you leave a house for the day. So there's a blessing to return. And so yeah. I, 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 I get what he was saying in that regard, especially too – just being more patient in overall, Nadim, I agree with you. Being more patient, because I'm more patient with other people than I'd be more patient with me and considerate with me. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And listen, if you have any questions or comments, we only have a few more left. Oh, we have, <laughs> we have been, I've been so engrossed in the conversation, I just realized <laughs> we, we are at 344. <laughs> but if you have any questions or comments, 347-539-5372. And I'm also been looking at my email at anikpassionjourney at gmail.com. Um, even if you send an email after the show, I will make sure that the fellows get it. But we have a few more minutes. So go ahead and send those questions and comments, 347-539-5372 or anikpassionjourney at gmail.com. All right. So I have really been enjoying this conversation. I knew that I would, especially when it came to the inspiration and the encouragement. And so one of the things that I I know about, that I've been thinking about a lot, is what's going to happen in the future. Like, how can we prepare now? Because things are, it's different. You know, normally we, oh, yeah, we're going to do X, Y, Z, P, D, Q. But when we're preparing for the new year, as we're going to be talking about on my next show next, next uh, Saturday at 3 p.m., I started, I started tweaking my list of how, how to prepare for the, for the next year. And I don't know if it's to 
totally look different. You know, you start thinking about more virtual things as opposed to in-person things. You know, it's just a lot of things that just appear different. And so um, I was thinking about you guys, that in 2022, do you, do you prepare the same or do you, are you tweaking things a little bit just because of, you know, what's going on? That's a good question. So Billy, I'll start. You wanna, you wanna, okay, yeah, yeah. I, I'm thinking, you know, I'm processing, because that was a really deep question, right? It didn't even look like so deep. Yeah, I it, was, love it. It, was, it was. It really was. I, I'll say, because I'm, I'm living it, and the one thing, and I said it at the earlier part of the show, that this is a year of new intentions, 2022 year of new intentions. I want the intentionality to be good. I want the intentions to be meaningful and measurable. And I think the way I handled it, I think after COVID, yeah, you got to have a script. You got to have an outline. But I also have to be able to pivot in some meaningful way. And if I can't do that, if I can't do it in any way, then what am I doing at all? So I got to be flexible. And I think that's the part here that's so important going forward, especially post-COVID. We got to be flexible, folks, and be ready to pivot as appropriate, but also keep a growth mindset in the opportunity. See the glass is half full versus half empty, even in the moments of anguish. Mm. Oh, love it. Yeah. Nadine? I think that we we just need to learn from the past two years. And I mean, just take a deep meaning of and being appreciative for the past, for those of us that are on the other side of those, those two years, right? So uh, for next year, for 2022, I think it's important, even if you're in a creative space, to always um, – tweak, change, or shift something moving forward. Now, it could be something small, it could be something large, it could be something from scale, whatever it is. But I think that it's always important to mix things up just a little bit, not blow things completely out of the water and, and change things up completely, but just a little bit. So if you're a creative and you're working on your own book, and you may want to finish that book so that you could perhaps start another one. Or if you are an artist, if you're working with one medium, maybe you want to switch to digitals and NFTs and stuff like that, which is very popular right now with people as well. And so I think it's always good to kind of tweak a little bit with every passing year. And also the more your audience grows, the more you're going to have to do different things to ensure that you're um, – at the very least, giving as much of your audience as possible, as many options as they can to be a part of the creative process that you're going through. Oh, man, that's awesome. I love that. And, you know, and that, that kind of brings me to one of the questions, and this is, this is a kind of a selfish question, but I know I have other people that are, are, are thinking about the same thing because um, I love the fact that you're both educators and I am thinking about, well, not thinking about, I'm actually in the process of creating an online course and I'm going to be launching that next year. And so um, as educators, do you have any kind of advice for somebody who is, uh, you know, you, you've done this, you know how this works, and obviously it's, it's different from in the classroom, but it's still educating people. So you got any tips? Mm. For an online course especially, the first thing I would say, make sure your objectives are clear. Don't have a thousand flowers blooming when you're creating those objectives for this course. Have two to three right. meaningful objectives that are measurable and that can be attainable and readily readable or digestible. I'm creating a word there <laughs> for your audience to understand and know what they'll get out of it as a takeaway. And the other part is to have fun, Anika, as you're doing it. Because one of the beauties of our, you know, both of us, both of us haven't been in education. If I'm not reinventing myself, myself every day or at least every term, I'm not happy, and I'm not the same instructor I was when I first started 24 years ago. So I have to move with the times, see what was buzzing and trending. And my other thought, too, is just keeping in mind the technology. We're not going to go backwards. You know, the technology plays a very integral role in this process and where um, education is going, the opportunities for learning. We have access, 24-hour, seven-day-week access to easy knowledge. And so, you know, this era of hudagogy which is the idea of us being self-taught. You know, how many of us have gone online and looked at a, a, a scratch or a rash, and we start to 
think we're doctors. We go on MedMD or YouTube <laughs> and we try to, to determine or analyze our issue. But that's okay because there is hudagoji there. We have access to easy knowledge. And so as you're building your course, keep those things in mind because your audience, depending on the audience that you're looking at that's, that's within that scope, will be expecting those gatekeeper expectations as you're building and developing and teaching what you'll be providing. Awesome, awesome. Yeah. And Nadine, um, the same question. Also, because I, I have out there, of course, that Billy is a, a professor. Um, tell us about your education, uh, educational career. So I currently teach high school, but I've taught um, every level of I, – I've taught – I started my career teaching elementary, then I moved on and I taught, uh, I taught elementary for a few years, then I taught middle school for a few years, now teaching high school. For the past few years, I've also uh, adjunct at Broward College, where, where Billy's a professor. So I've taught every level uh, from elementary to college. I've taught every level. And right now, I'm, um, I teach uh, high school and I, I teach critical thinking and speech and debate in high school now. And so I, I want to say that I absolutely love the idea, Anike, of you creating a course, I think that's fantastic. One of the things that I, I think would be pivotal is whatever you do, make it, and, and I know this is not going to be a problem for you because you are a creative, making it as engaging as possible. The jobs of educators today are so much more difficult because educators in all levels, even college, have to compete with the Internet. They have to compete with cell phones, uh, students on social media. They have to compete with YouTube and what's essentially an endless stream of entertainment. And so when you're competing with an endless stream of entertainment, it's very, very difficult. But if you have something engaging, it draws in the crowd. It has something fun that allows them to pace themselves while they learn. I think that would be a very good uh, direction. But you're, you're such a creative person, you're not going to have any difficulty with that at all. Thank you. Thank you. And thank you for those tips. I'm definitely going to be using all of them. And um, I know I have a couple of people listening that um, want to do the same. So I hope you all took the notes. I told you to have pen and paper. So I, <laughs> I hope you were taking these notes because I told you I was going to ask that question. <laughs> so make sure that you get those tips. And so, Billy, I know – because I know you and I know as, as a professor, and one of the things I just love is, is how you, you're, not only, you're not only teaching your English and the composition, but you're also teaching about life, and you're, and you're really using creative ways to, to educate your students. And so I, I just wanted to bring that up because I just, I just love that. And, learning, and I knew that Nadine was going to do the same thing, and I love the fact that you guys are, you guys are aware that, they learn differently now. It's not the way that we, not the way mm -hmm. we learn. <laughs> Things mm -hmm. are different. Mm -hmm. yeah. and their, their, their futures are different. And so I, I absolutely love that. And, and pivot and change and, and so important. And so we are at six minutes left of the show. Oh, this, this time went by too fast. Too fast. I have so many more questions for you guys. You're going to have to come back. It's just the way it is. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> so I don't want to end this conversation without people knowing how, I know Nadine shared earlier, but people may be just tuning in. How do people get in contact with you and knowing you on social media? Billy, share your social media info. Sure. So folks can reach me at on you can first go on social media as our website for everydayfolksradio.com. When you go there and you click on bio, you'll find not only my bio and IG information for Instagram, Facebook, etc. You'll also find the links and bios for our dear my dear colleagues, Anike S. Madison and Nadine Tabs. But I am available on Dr. Billy Jones on Instagram. You can find it under on Facebook as well. And also, I'm on Twitter, but I hardly ever use it, folks. I need to get better. I know. But now also to um, Fright Talk or Fright Talk Guys Instagram as well, I could also be reached. Nadine? So uh, as Billy said, if, if you're, you're a listener and you, you want to get into or contact us for the podcast, at Fright Talk Guys through Instagram, you can always DM us. And if you want to message me directly, I'm on Facebook. Just Type in my name, Nadine Tabs, 
N-A-D-I-N-T-A-B-S-C-H. Or on Instagram, it's N-T-A-B-S-C-H. N-T-A-B-S-C-H. And you'll find my Instagram. Uh, you can see some of whatever I'm doing now, live work, whatever it is. And go ahead and DM, and, and you can, folks, you can reach out to any of us. We're very friendly people. We really are. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my goodness. This has been an amazing, fun conversation. And, um, of course, for myself, uh, net. My wonderful friend, Billy Jones, created that website for me. It's really nice. And so go ahead and check that out. And, of course, www.facebook.com slash Journey to Passion with NikkeiS. Um, you can find me there as well. Um, at Vision on Twitter. Um, I'm like Billy. I'm not really on Twitter. That was, but you can check it out. And, um, of course, www.blogtalkradio.com slash Everyday Folks Radio. Even though we may not have um, live shows, all the time, you know, you can go to that platform and check us out. Just go down the list, and whatever you are in the mood for, you want to be inspired, you want to be scared, you want to be encouraged, we got it all for you. So go ahead and check it out on our Everyday Folks Radio platform. And December 18th, I expect you to be there at 3 p.m. Eastern Standard Time for the last Journey to Passion with NKS um, for this year as we get prepped for 2020. We already got some great inspiration from uh, the fellows today, so we're going to be talking more about that. I'm going to be sharing more about that, and I'm going to be giving you a sneak peek into what we can expect in 2022 and that 100th show. You know Billy and Nadim are going to be involved, and we're going to be talking about that because you know they got to celebrate with me. It's going to be a lot of fun, so make sure that you come back for that. And really quick, Nadine. Final words. Uh, well, I want to thank you for having me on the show, and I want to wish all of your listeners a very happy and safe holiday season um, as we forge ahead through 2022. I know there's going to be a lot of amazing things on the horizons for everybody, and I just want everybody to uh, be safe, do you, work on you. This is for everybody. Work on you. Work on Uh, taking the time to smell the roses, work on uh, mental health, physical health, whatever it is, but do you and do it while you're being safe. So I just want to wish happy holidays to everybody, and and thank you, Anike, so much for this wonderful opportunity. The the hour flew by because when you're talking to wonderful people like you and Billy, time just flies by. So I want to thank you so much for having me. Thank you. Thank you so much. And you know what? I lied because I had – one more thing. <laughs> I want to start. I just told you the last last thing, but I don't want to because um, I we do have a couple more minutes. So I do want to ask just one one quick thing. Um, when you wait, I just had it. I'm sorry, I just had it. I just had it. Oh, inspiration. Um, where do you when you think about when you first got into this? Um, being a creative, what was your first initial inspiration, Billy? My family, nature, faith, life. Those are my things. Awesome. Yeah. And Nadine? Um, life experiences. Yeah. Life experiences inspired me to to do something for other people, life experiences have inspired me to do things for myself. So really, inspiration I, I draw from life experiences. Awesome, awesome. I wanted to get that question in. And so, Billy, final thoughts. <laughs> final thoughts, folks. Just thank you for having us, Anike and Nadine. Always a pleasure. Thank you for what you do, all of, all that you all do. Just, folks, be happy in 2022. Find the things that fulfill you and will help you grow and be a better you. Good things. Put out good energy in the world because the world needs healing right now. So thank you so mm-hmm. much for listening to us and our ideas. And may 2022 bring you new intentions. Awesome. Awesome. Thank you so much. I hope that you all have gotten a lot of inspiration and encouragement. Um, these were definitely people that – 
I wanted to have on the show that launched into next 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 week because of course as we continue as we really get ready for next year, we want to make sure that we are remain encouraged, we remain inspired. And one of the things that I, I always want to do on the show is I want to catch the person that's about to quit. I want to catch you before you quit because why it's still in your mind. So don't let go. Thank you for listening. As always, we all wish you great success on your journey into your passion. Take care and have a great week and a great weekend.